Welcome to the Hoops College Podcast. My name is Brian Bagwell, along with Aaron Perinak. This week, we're discussing the Read and React offense. Read and React takes various offensive concepts and turns them into basic and advanced layers. Most simply, these layers include things like pass and cut, dribble penetration, and dribble ads. The question is, what should I teach first? Are any layers more important than the other? I think the first thing you have to teach is where your players should stand. You need to know your alignment. They need to know what spacing looks like. If they're not spaced well, the rest of the layers don't really matter. When a player catches the ball, their first option should be to shoot. If they're not open for a shot or if they aren't comfortable taking that shot, their next option should be to attack the basket. Many scoring opportunities are lost because players aren't open for a shot and their next thought is to pass. And so in teaching the read and react, or in my opinion, any offense, if, if the shot is not available, we have to teach that attacking off the dribble should be the next option. But we also have to teach the players without the ball what to do when the offensive player attacks. They need to look for scoring opportunities without the ball just as much as the player with the ball Okay, so if you want to start with dribble penetration, does that mean that layer requires more emphasis? The dribble penetration layer from my experience and I think from other people's experiences, the hardest layer for players to learn, primarily because that's the one thing that's probably the least taught. Coaches all the time say, pass to this person and go here and set a screen or go here and post up or go here and do whatever. Uh, But very rarely are players taught to move when the ball is dribbled. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be hard for them to learn. But once they do, I think you'll see a lot more easy scoring opportunities for your team. There are some teams who are naturally going to score more off the dribble. There are some teams who are going to be more effective at scoring off of a screen or a post-up. So if I am more effective scoring in other ways, should dribble penetration still be the first layer that I teach? I can still pass. It doesn't take away the option to pass. It just puts the player with the ball and other players without the ball in a more aggressive mentality, a scoring mentality, a I-can-create-offense mentality, And I have the confidence that my teammates will be where they're supposed to be and we can play better together. Is there a particular alignment that is more beneficial to teaching um, Read and React basics? And secondly, if I have an alignment that I want to play in in mind, right? If I know I want to play um, four out, one in, or five out, or three out, two in, if I know what alignment that I prefer to play in, does my alignment affect what I teach first? Whether I start with no post players or with two post players in the lane or with one, at any given time, no matter what layer I have previously executed, there will probably always be at least one person in the lane. So if there's two people in the lane, they still have to know what to do when the ball is driven. It might change how you teach the drill penetration. You may spend more time emphasizing what happens if I'm in the post when the ball is attacked. But I still think that whether you have no post players to start the possession or whether you have two post players to start the possession, the player with the ball must always feel confident that I can attack and my teammates will get out of the way, for lack of a better phrase, 
while at the same time be open and available if the defense helps. What are the hardest things to overcome when teaching your reading that? My experience is that players try to find a pattern. They try to find something that they can rely on because they're used to running a pattern. So let me see if I pass two times, then I know I can drive. Trying to combine actions in predicated ways that they think may lead to a scoring opportunity. It's, it's very important to teach players that any action can be a good action. They just have to react. <laughs> and if that reaction is drill penetration, if that's a pass, if that's a screen, if whatever that reaction is, it might not be the best action, but as long as the action is executed well, it will lead to another good action. It's not a specific action. It's not a specific combination of actions. It's the random execution of actions that are good actions at any given time that will lead to easy scoring opportunities. When teaching the read and react, how do you combine layers? We're going we're gonna to execute one dribble penetration, and then we're going to execute two dribble penetrations in a row, and then we're going to execute three dribble penetrations in a row. And then once you start adding, you know, pass and cut. So now we're going to do, we're, we're going to execute one dribble penetration and one passing cut and another dribble penetration. So I would give them different combinations of actions. And eventually the idea is execute five actions. I don't care what they are, but you have to pass and cut on at least one of them, or you have to start with a dribble penetration while you might start in a very step-by-step recipe sort of situation, eventually you give the players the freedom to just act. Answer the question about two fears that coaches would have. Number one, I would shoot too quick. And the other one, I would continue to run offense, but I would never look to score. How do you combat that while teaching the read and react? The first year that we taught the read and react, the second fear was exactly what happened. We were, we were the best team in the country at passing the ball around and cutting to the basket. We were in the mode of running a pattern. Well, that's not scoring. <laughs> that's why I think it's important to start with being aggressive. Uh, what happens when you drive first? And so that's where the second fear, the first fear comes in is, well, if we start our possession with a drive, are we going to take bad shots? So it, at that point, it becomes imperative to teach players that we are driving to create offense. Yes, we want to drive to score, but I like to think about driving to create offense. And if that's scoring, that's great. But who's probably going to be open when I drive? Where do teams like to help from? You know, is that ball side corner going to be open or not? If it is, it's easy. If it's not, then we have to know where our next uh, pass is probably going to be. I think a lot of times the reason players throw up bad shots is because they don't know where their teammates are going to be. Coaches, sometimes when, when, when players take bad shots, say, trust the offense. And I think with a read and react, it is trust your teammates. And that those things go together in a way that's, that's really exciting. When you start with dribble penetration, that dribble penetration is going to open up the next action and free up your offense because the defense has to help, but also screening 
uh, could open up dribble penetration, right? If you're setting a stagger screen on one side of the floor, it, it could take the focus off of the ball and put the focus on the screening, and now the ball handler can play one-on-one to the rim. The more that you can incorporate both actions occurring simultaneously, the better your offense will be. But attacking off the dribble must be viewed the same as setting a screen. Uh, We can't just let the ball be driven and hope everything works out. We hope you've enjoyed this Hoops College Coaches podcast and gained a little bit of information that you can use with your team. Join us for our next podcast with head coach of Emmanuel College women's basketball, Mike Bonham, when he will discuss how to implement the Read and React for your personnel.